Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Happy Football Monday, a rare Panthers Football Monday. They get ready for the New Orleans Saints tonight. And boy, there's some pressure on them after the weekend. The NFC South looking a little better than what people expected. The Atlanta Falcons coming back against the Green Bay Packers. They're 2-0. Tampa Bay, surprisingly, yes, even with the opponents that they played, surprisingly 2-0. New Orleans has a chance to go 2-0 tonight. The Panthers falling two games back, potentially, of every single one of these teams in the South. Hopefully, Carolina gets back on track tonight in front of the nation. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We want to hear from you. How are you feeling today? What's your confidence level? What's your worry level? You can tell us whatever you want to. Tell on us the text all line, your secrets today. 704-570-9610. We can, we can bring out those secrets anonymously if you want us to. We'll say, hey, just a random number said this about their secret life. Whatever. You can. T- it's okay. You can let us know. 704-570-9610. I say we get right to it. Mr. Bus Driver, Josh Fitty Marlowe, helping us out behind the board. Open up the doors. Let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Kick it! Wes, confidence level in your adopted Carolina Panthers because, you know, (laughs) as you've been covering them, Uh I know the love has grown a Uh lot since Uh you've been covering them. Your Carolina Panthers, Wes. What's the confidence level fans should have tonight against uh, New York? I'm going to roll with them for the pick because when we did the schedule, I chose yep. them uh, to win this game. I feel like they may be able to muster up behind <laughs> the home buzz, so to speak, the juice or whatever the case may be. The confidence level might be another story. Okay. But I do feel like that there's a chance that the first game of the season is an extended preseason game, number four, if you want to call it that. And so maybe adjustments were made, and they may come out with a whole new demeanor today. So uh, I'm going to go with that. But as far as confidence meter, I'm definitely 50-50 uh, on this one because this is going to be a tough opponent for them. And based off what we saw against Atlanta, I'm not quite sure they may be ready for a team like New Orleans, but uh-huh. we'll see. That's why they play the game. Depending on what you read, for the most part, a lot of people are very down on Carolina having any shot to win this game against New Orleans. A lot of people think that they're going to get beat down pretty good, that Carolina's offense was atrocious. I've been seeing a lot of Bryce Young slander for the most part, too, mm-hmm. after week one. I don't know if your timeline was talking about that as well, Wes, whatever you were looking at, whether it be different publications, different articles, 
it seems most people are very out on the Carolina Panthers winning this game, especially after what they did offensively. But I just don't think that New Orleans is enough of a powerhouse offensively and defensively, despite me thinking there's some real talent there, that I'm so worried to the point that Carolina has no shot. We can go to the turnovers. Jesse Bates made fantastic plays when Bryce Young was looking over the middle of the field, and those led to a couple of interceptions. Miles Sanders needs to take care of the football, no doubt about it. New Orleans created a few interceptions from Ryan Tannehill in week one Mm -hmm. and a 16 to 15 hard fought win. They were able to come out on top, but this is a team in New Orleans that did not run the football well at all. Wes, Jamal Williams, 45 yards on 18 carries, 69 yards on 27 attempts. That is barely a two and a half yards per carry average. Can Carolina stop the run and with that offensive line not playing very well against a pretty solid Tennessee front? But Carolina's got one, too, with Brian Burns saying, nope, I'm not going to hold out during the contract negotiations. I'm suiting up. I'm ready to go. Same thing with Derek Brown, who also posted a sack in week one. This defensive line, to me, I think they can get after it tonight. And I think that's going to help them quite a bit. And then maybe the home crowd, Bryce Young's debut, the fans into it in front of the entire nation. I think the crowd and this environment is going to be in favor of Carolina. So I'm feeling okay. Fiddy, what about you? How are you you feeling? I mean, personally, I'm excited going to the game tonight. The first NFL game I've been to in over a decade. And there's two other people I know that are excited about tonight. Tonight, our guy, Chris. Lance McClain, Panther up this morning. He has the Panthers winning. And then our good friend, Matt Rule. 704-980. Let's go. <laughs> he pumped. You know, rumor has it, I think he picked the Panthers to win. Now, he's already taken credit for the future win the Panthers are going to have over the Saints on Monday Night Football. So, I don't know, man. We talked about it Friday. It's a Monday night game, week two, divisional opponent. There hasn't seemed to be a whole lot of juice so far, but hopefully that is different tight inside the bank. I think... We're mustering it up right now. It's our our responsibility. We're letting the juices flow. We're getting ready for Monday night. And it seems like a lot of other people on the text line are as well. NASCAR Brad with the introductory text that he has every single day. And we appreciate it every day. Happy football Monday, guys. Lifelong rule hater. Probably not a big fan of the soundbite you just played. 50-50 confidence level. And it's kind of waning a little bit. Trophy husband wrote in. Here's my confidence and anxiety level. And then he gave Billy Bob Varsity Blues GIF. I gave it a 10. A 10 out of 10. Nashville Daddy, he's throwing a little bit of shade here by saying he thinks it's funny as hell. Everyone in Panther Nation threw shade at Baker Mayfield last year. But the dude is 2-0. We can address that if you want. Mm. We didn't throw shade this year. Well, I did. did. Well, I'm saying after the first two games, go ahead. That's fine. Like, go off, Baker. I'm not going to hate on you. You had some great deep throws to Mike Evans in the last couple of weeks. He's playing very well. My fantasy benefited greatly from those. But what am I supposed to do when Baker Mayfield was playing statistically and with the eyeball test as the worst quarterback in the NFL last year that got substantial snaps? Baker was that bad. So, Nashville daddy, Baker Mayfield, whoever wants to go off on what he's done 2-0 against Minnesota and, and what he did against Chicago, that's cool. Go off at this point. But I'm telling you right now, after what we saw at the beginning last year, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah, nobody can blame you for feeling the way you felt preseason. But Tampa Bay is putting pressure on it. And this is another question I want to ask. Tampa Bay 2-0. Look, 
I'm wrong on them so far. I don't know how long this is going to last. Chicago looks very bad. Justin Fields, I want him to play well, but man, he's he's not. He's been very bad the first two weeks. The defense isn't holding up enough, especially when they're having to account for what is an offense that has been playing so poorly. Minnesota, you know I'm out on them. They're 0-2. Tough opponent against Philadelphia. Maybe they bounce back a little bit. But Tampa Bay's been playing well unexpectedly. I saw plenty of people tweet this out, Wes, just like we all thought. Atlanta 2-0, Tampa 2-0, New Orleans comes in 1-0. How much is this division, how much pressure is this division putting on the Panthers to go at least 1-1 one one after tonight? Oh, it's a lot because you don't want to go down 0-2 and, and have everybody else in the division at 2-0. and And so uh, my only thing with Tampa Bay coming into the season is I know there are always some surprise teams. I think the percentage is around 40 to 50% of the playoff teams rotate as far as just new teams that pop up. So I knew that Tampa was one of those teams that you would look at and say, oh, they're not hitting on much, but they had uh, the the personnel and there was something there to where they had the potential to maybe surprise. Now, there are a lot of teams that start the season 2-0 that do fall off. So we'll see if that's the case as well. But just when you looked at if Baker could just play competent football with the receivers around him, if that offensive line got a little bit better and we knew some of the players and some of the brands that they've got on defense, whether it's Levante David or some of those guys, Vita Vey and the crew, that there was enough there for them to be able to win some football games. Yeah. Atlanta, it seemed like just a matter of Desmond Ritter playing solid. He did yesterday. He made plays for them when they needed it. And if they can get that from him, the rest of this team, they have a lot of talent for fans to be excited about. So that's the thing. You start to worry a little bit if you're a Panthers fan, especially when you talk Tampa and you talk Atlanta. Are these teams ahead of you as far as the rebuilds are concerned? And I think tonight will go a long way for Carolina. And this is a game I feel like they need to win. I don't think it's 100,000% a must win. But I think this is a game that if you plan on being around in this division, because I think this is a division that gets one playoff team, you should win tonight. So history is not on any team's side that goes 0-2. People have been talking about the 0-2 stat, especially with the new format that you've had in the postseason. Not many teams get to the postseason. The Cincinnati Bengals, I believe, are the only team with the new playoff format to reach the playoffs and they even got to an AFC championship game, even a Super Bowl. Like, we know Cincinnati is still very talented, despite starting slow the last two years in the NFL season. Carolina doesn't have that kind of talent. They don't have Joe Burrow yet. Maybe Bryce Young can be that, but they don't have Joe Burrow yet at this point. And I don't know if Bryce in his first season in the NFL will be able to bring them out of the depths of 0-2 to get to the postseason, whether it be a division win or not. But history is 100% not on Carolina's side if they start the first two games without a victory whatsoever. Let's get to some more text at 704-570-9610. Bagel guy wrote in, Walker, what are you supposed to do with your eyeball test with Baker? Maybe the Panthers roster is that much worse than the Bucks. I think offensively, the offensive line was better than what Tampa Bay's offensive line was last year. Tristan Wirfs, a very good player, but mm-hmm. I think he was hurt a little bit, he too. He was, yeah. So even without Tristan Wirfs, he was brutal. Tom Brady himself was struggling, even if you have some great wide receivers on the outside. I'm giving Baker credit. I mean, he's looked very good for the first two games, especially in this one against Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving him credit. 
I'm not going to give him any credit from what he did last year because it was so poor. Let's go to a couple of these other texts. Uh, TC on the text line wrote in, is Baker that bad or is it the Panthers organization? He looked better in L.A. and Tampa Bay. Remember, it was only one game in L.A. It was crazy after having zero time within the system, but it was only one game, and then eventually the Rams didn't even want him back. You know, I was talking about it this morning with Hoggard. Talking about a guy that gave up money to come here last year. And when, did he probably realize when he got to Carolina, remember, Progressive took his home, so he moved here homeless. And then Matt Rule gave him the way of the Panther book. He probably knew this wasn't a competent organization. I don't think he was ever bought in with the Panthers at all last year. Yeah, I think that just when you talk about where they were at this time last year, different things like that, like it's just going to be interesting because as far as tonight goes at this team, it, it's a, a, a big game on so many, so many levels. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we also – have a big announcement, Walker. This is um Oh, I didn't know. Did play the breaking news sounder, please? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, let's play I, it. I don't let's know what's going it. on. I'm excited. Let's Hit play it, it. Listen, man, it's lunchtime. Sweat. Everybody out there chilling, eating their lunches and stuff like that. It's National Cheeseburger Day, okay? And you can get a <laughs> double cheeseburger at McDonald's for 50 cents. And you can get a junior bacon cheeseburger for one cent. At Wendy's today, if you buy anything else, and there are other places that have uh, burger deals. But I had to get that out there. Okay. Man. That's the type of show we are. And I had to let everybody know it's National Cheeseburger Day to go out there and get a cheeseburger while you're at lunch. It's 12 o'clock. You put us on red alert. Yeah. Yo, Fitty, hit the breaking yeah, man. news sounder. For McDonald's. That's and, right. And Fitty no, is, there's more place. Well, look, and Fitty is <laughs> one to get criticized for some of the breaking news sounders that he hits. <laughs> but you said, hold the phone, stop it. 50 yeah. cent cheeseburgers. It's going down today. Yeah. And one sent Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers at Wendy's, and I'm sure other places that have deals too, man. So I just wanted to get that out there to the people. Was I wrong to think that maybe Panther West was becoming official? Like, why would you stop the first segment of the show? <laughs> I thought we were getting some, like, you know what? This is my hometown team. I'm Charlotte born and bred. Nah, you're not getting you that You know, ever. black and blue runs through my veins. Yeah. Nah, man. it's you, Go get a dollar cheeseburger. Yeah. I, I didn't know if 50 there was... Cent. I didn't know if there was another reckless talk show host that died like Jerry Spring. <laughs> I was wondering about Maury's life. What happened to Maury? Yeah. Steve woke up? Maury's okay? still rolling. Yeah, Maury's still rolling. Okay, good news there. Yeah. Uh, final one. Here's another breaking news sounder for you. Cam tweets things. He wrote in, I'm confident it's my birthday and I'm going to the game. The universe wouldn't screw me on my birthday, right? Happy birthday Just be safe, to man. Don't ya. get too uh, loosey-goosey. Happy birthday to Cam tweets things. You can get a little loosey-goosey. You can get a little, but just don't be at the game slot. Yeah, a little loosey-gray goose. <laughs> Maybe a little bit if you wanted to do that tonight. You know, I think Cam tweets things. It's his birthday. I think that's going to bring some good karma. All right. That'll do it for getting off the bus. Let's take a quick break. We're bringing it back. Game Day Dubs is coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Yeah. We got a lot yeah. of people on the text line. That's a good one. Is that one new? Are you talking about cheeseburgers? Yeah, they that are. That beat you talking about? Well, I don't feel like we've had that one in the system. All-time yeah, yeah, booty mover. He loves that one. That's okay. the Black Moan. Um... <laughs> Oh, this one uh, is. Buck em Down is Buck the em title. Buck Down, yeah. Buck em Down. I just now, don't is remember. That, is that the PG version of the title song, Wes, or is that what it's actually called? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, Buck, it rhymes with. You know. Yeah, but that's not a phrase, the other word, though. Yeah, I, I mean, neither is cook up, but we heard Little Mac make it a phrase on the Mini Man Cave podcast. Well, he's 11. No. <laughs> JW is getting at me on the on the text line. I forgot to add the detail that you have to order the double cheeseburger off of the app. All right. So it's, and you can only get one. It's an important distinction, yes, because 704 wrote in, dude, three exclamation points. My guy is not very happy. 704 said, dude. I just paid six fifty eight for two double cheeseburgers at McDonald's. Question Why didn't mark, he ask? Mark. You should have asked, but yes. They but we didn't know, it. I guess. We it didn't is. give you the information. It does have mm. to come through the McDonald's app. So yes. just so you know. And shout out to Delvis the Rock writing in. Happy Cheeseburger Day, a day that even God appreciates. Check out this art, uh, article for the cheeseburger details. I'm on them. Yeah. And then so you can go we, to. I was just looking at that one. www.today.com. And then I think that'll take you the rest of the way. Slash food, slash restaurants, slash National Cheeseburger Day deals. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that, you got it. Applebee's, Burger King, uh, Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. you got Sonic, Smash Burger. Fitty, are the Dairy Queen cheeseburgers? They're good. I've had them before. Well, no, I, Let me tell you I like them too. <laughs> are you about to ruin somebody's day by telling them what goes on behind the scenes? As someone that worked in the grill portion of Dairy Queen, I did not mess with the ice cream. I messed with the food. You do not want to know oh, how no. old your hamburger is sometimes oh, no. at the... Oh, no. Now, this was the, the, the Monroe Dairy Queen. There could be, like, the one over <laughs> here on Wilkinson. They, well, no, it's just a, 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 an ice cream place. There could be some that have very good food habits. Mm-hmm. The amount of hamburgers I saved overnight and served the next day, I, I can't count that high. Casey Steve is living a life. He said here... It's Big Sack Monday with a free Big Mac because Chris Jones sacked a quarterback. Oh, wow. okay. Big Sack Monday. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Big cap Chris. at number one troll. Talking about I just spent $73 at Wendy's. That's why you're number one 70. troll. Hold up. That's why he's number yourself. one troll. He's trolling. Oh, of course. $73. Number one troll. I mean, <laughs> I mean if you you're said five guys, we would have believed you. Right. <laughs> this is true. That's just a meal. It's that's worth just, it. Maybe though. maybe that's two meals. Yes, you're you're absolutely right about that. I wanted to bring something else up. Oh, I wanted to ask you this. Dairy Queen, when they serve you the blizzard and then they turn it upside down and the spoon doesn't fall out, is that the best fast food floss that you could ever see? Like it's it's the best flex that I think a fast food restaurant can bring out. Oh, that's a good question. I don't best because fast food flexes. Yeah, so so you get your blizzard. They give it to you at the counter, and before they got to show you what it's all about, flipping the blizzard upside down. That spoon ain't moving a little bit, even a tiny bit. Mm. They flip it right back. They hand it to you, and you know you're in for a delicious frozen treat. 
Is there another fast food restaurant that has any type of flex like Dairy Queen does when they serve you a blizzard? Oh, I got to think about that. That one's tough. We can we can bring that to the yeah. text line. This now one, the dub. It's important, okay? It's it's behind Jerry Springer and Cheeseburger Day, <laughs> but it's right there. So you everybody think about it, and then you can text us, 704-570-9610. I did want to get to some Panthers texts as well, because there were people uh, agreeing with you about this being on the organization. People are starting to feel Tampa Bay's roster overall more than Carolina's, which is understandable, saying... It's the QB that you're worried about with Tampa. But if he plays well, then we should be worried about Tampa Bay for the rest of the season. Look, I'm not very high on Minnesota. I still expected the Vikings to win. I'm not taking that as a bad win by any means against Tampa. It's still very good. Chicago, they do not look good right now. When you talk about a screen pass and (laughs) getting intercepted, after Justin Fields told you that will never happen again, well, it happened again week two of the NFL regular season. Clown show. Shaq Barrett was able to return that thing for a touchdown because it was he only said they a all knew what was coming. five-yard return. It's bad. He's making bad plays worse. I think anybody that's watching how he plays, he's he has time. That's the problem. It's The offensive line was awful last year, and that was the saving grace, but he has time, and he's not throwing it deep, Wes. I mean, it's DJ Moore creating some plays. He actually played pretty well. He had over 100 yards receiving in this game. And yet still, it looks pretty bad. All that to say, allow me to want to see a little bit more from Tampa Bay's offense before I'm ready to say, yep, they're here. But kudos to them because they've answered a lot of questions in week two, at least. Uh, If we continue to scroll down the list as far as some Panthers texts are concerned, Miles from South Park said, I believe they still threw Bryce Young in the fire too soon. We should have started a veteran quarterback. That was coming in a little bit. uh, That came in in the first segment. I'm fine with Bryce Young starting. I think Bryce Young could have a big day, and we can start there by going into the game day dubs. Wes, let's start with the who. Who is the, quote, if he has a good game, Carolina will win guy? Is it as simple as Bryce Young? If he has a good game, then Carolina wins? Or are you looking elsewhere? And I can give you my answer if you need some time to think about it. You go first. I think C.J. Henderson is the name. Okay. Look, I'm not saying he will have a good game, and that's why I'm confident. But if there is a, if he has a good game, Carolina will win guy, I think C.J. Henderson is the name. So I feel good about this defensive line. And it was a real question mark about the pass rush. If it's not Brian Burns, who else do you trust to get after the passer? I don't think we talked about Derek Brown enough to be that second guy. And Justin Houston had a pretty good game. He didn't get home, but he had a pretty good game in week one. Limited run uh, run snaps, but also did a good job at stopping the run. Also was top 10 according to ESPN's pass rush win rate stat. Top 10 last year and last week in week one. So I like what Justin Houston can do. Certainly Brian Burns, Derek Brown. If C.J. Henderson is on Michael Thomas, you don't have to worry about C.J. getting beat deep. I just Michael Thomas is not that type of explosive wide receiver. We know C.J. when when things go badly, it's because somebody is running right on behind him. <laughs> That's how it gets bad. Can you keep Michael Thomas in front of you enough to maybe get in on a slant, create a pass breakup? I see scenarios where C.J. can hold his own. I I know, hear the hesitance in my voice, okay? I can see that scenario. But what I will say is if he plays well, if he gives you a decent game because J.C. Horn's not going to go out there, 
That's the guy I'll point to, Wes, and say if he has a good one, I feel good about Carolina winning. Okay, I think that's a very astute observation because we know that these defensive backs are definitely going to be on notice tonight with the receivers that are going to be deployed by the Saints. There's no question about it. You talk about Chris Olave, Shahid, Michael Thomas, uh, Taysom Hill, whatever he brings to the table as a weapon too. So they're definitely going to be put on notice, and I think that's a good selection for mine. Uh, I'm going to go with DJ Chark. If he steps out there tonight for them at wide receiver, this is a guy that uh, a savior by no means, but this is a guy that I think if he has a good game. That means some of the other guys are going to eat too. We know what he represents in the receiving core as far as the deep thread and a guy that can kind of stretch the field, maybe even if it's not a 50, 60-yard bomb, but a guy that can get you a 30, 40-yard post or he's going to go down the field and make some plays. And I think if he has a good game, and a good game for him, in my mind, would be at least 70 yards or better and maybe a touchdown. I think you're talking a good game there, and I think if he does that, it can open it up for some other guys to be able to do some things too uh, because this is a receiving core that we know they each have a role to play in it. Uh, each guy does not have the sk- the same skill set, so you need all of them to work accordingly to be able to create the type of environment Bryce Young needs to be successful, and I think that if Chart comes through and does his part, I think that can open up a lot of things for Thielen and Mingo to be able to make some plays. All right, let's go to the what in this game here, Wes. What is a prop bet that you like to hit tonight? It could be New Orleans, it can be Carolina, but is there a prop bet that you came across that you think is going to hit tonight? Um, I think when you look at these prop bets, they definitely had some interesting ones. And so I think if I had to pick one, um, I would go with, hold up as it's coming up. Loading, loading. Yeah, yeah I think it was uh, Miles Sanders over 14 and a half carries. Okay. Uh, I think I would go with that one. Let me confirm that one because I had it up and then it went away. But yeah, I, I would go with that one because I think they're going to make sure uh, that Miles Sanders gets the rock tonight. And so um, I like that one. Bryce Young on FanDuel has an over-under passing yards at 189 and a half. Do you like that one, Fiddy? What was the – people heard it in the background. I want to hear what your thoughts on that are before uh, I give you my opinion on it. Well, you said 189 and a half yep. for the game, not even just in a half for the entire game. Total passing yards, 189 and a half. I mean, is he Desmond Ritter? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Well, he had 140 last week. No, I so know. That's what I, I, I don't know that I, that's a horrible no, bet. No, I'm with you. I I don't have a huge problem with the line here, but it does it it does seem a little low. That had to be the lowest of any starter this week, right? If you get DJ Chark back, if you think this offensive line can hold up even with Brady Christensen out, yeah, it's it's a little dicey. At the same time, I think Bryce Young is going to get to 200. That's the goal. I think part of it is it's a low it's a low bar to reach. I do think that this offensive line can hold up with the pass rush that the Saints have. And also, I just kind of think Carolina might be playing from behind a few times. Like if if the Saints are the favorite and you expect them to have the lead, they're not running the ball very well. So if they have success against this Panthers team, then they're going to be doing it throwing through the air, which means there might be some explosive plays. And if that's the case, Carolina's going to have to throw the ball to try to keep up. So just because a gameplay scenario, I like Bryce Young to get to 200 because it's a low bar. 
and because of the way I think this game could go, Bryce Young would hit it if Derek Carr is able to hit for some big plays for that offense. I know we're not making our picks right here. Can the Panthers win if he throws for less than 189 yards? I mean, realistically, is there a way the Panthers win the game? If they're running the hell out of the ball, you just that's the be, way I could think about it. But yes. I mean, you probably got to run for like, what, 150, 175? Yeah, because the props, when you look at, like I said, with Miles Sanders, the 14 and a half rush attempts, 62 and a half yards for him. I mean, there, there's some good props on the board, too. And DJ Chark, two and a half receptions and 27 and a half yards. That's also an interesting That's prop. pretty low. I like that one. I like that one, too, especially if you think who Marshawn Lattimore is going to go on. Is he going to be covering Adam Thielen? Just go away from Marshawn Lattimore and DJ Chark could be that guy. Even a Mingo, for instance, even a Mingo, if he's going to be two and a half receptions, 27 and a half yards as well. OK, maybe you just put some money on one of the receivers to hit the over. <laughs> uh, Mingo is a little bit more dicey, but DJ Chark. Yeah, the wide receivers I'm still a little uncomfortable with, but those are low bars, right? This is the thing. This is how people, uh, this is what people think of that Carolina offense. Let's move on so we can get these game day dubs in real quickly. Let's go to the where. Where will we see DJ Chark's presence the most tonight? Do you think it'll be the deep passing attack with DJ Chark here, Wes? You say, say that one more time. I was answering a text there. <laughs> <laughs> Where will we see DJ Chark's presence the most tonight? Um, I think for sure they're going to try to go down the field. They heard the chatter of how uh, there was a lack of aggression in the passing game. So I think Carolina's going to come out for sure and try to get the ball down the football field to not only uh, – not that they want to necessarily answer the naysayers, but I think they definitely want to come out and try to get some chunk plays to make it easier on their quarterback. Can you reduce the field, reduce the drive, so to speak, from what could be a 10, 12-play drive to maybe six or seven if you can hit one of those chunk plays? So I think they're definitely going to come out and try to hit DJ Chark down the field early, and I think that's where his presence could be most felt. I agree. I think that's the reason, especially Frank Reich is telling you in media availability after that game against Atlanta that it's unacceptable that they didn't hit downfield, that they even had shots, but they checked out of it for one reason or another. Bryce Young decided to go a different direction. DJ Chark being back in this lineup, all of us expecting him to play, that's the way that DJ Chark helps this offense. And it goes along with the when question, is today the day when we see Bryce Young let it rip? That also kind of goes back into my prop bet. If he throws for over 190 yards, then... I guess we could consider that letting it rip compared to what we saw week one. Yeah, I think today is the day. I, I Look, this defense is good. Ryan Tannehill threw for three interceptions. Totally get it. I just think we could see Bryce Young, especially with the way that the offense was so bogged down. I think this is the time, especially in this environment, when you're starting to feel the juice from the fans a little bit. Hopefully that is evident at Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, I think this could be that day. What do you think about the win? Well, I was going to ask you, too. One of the Texans was saying how the props on the Panthers screams that the Saints blow this one out of the park. And so I'm no odds maker here. I know a little bit about a little bit. But, I mean, these are some low numbers. I mean, for yes. Carolina's potential number one receiver, like Adam Thielen has the highest props out of the receivers. He has two and a half catches, 32 and a half yards. Like, that's that's wild to me when you consider New Orleans – top player, Chris Olave, which, granted, Olave is a much better player. I get that. 
but four and a half receptions, 70 and a half yards is his prop. No, Jeff is right. Who texted that in? Yes. It, it doesn't look good. when you if, if you were to try to evaluate each of these contests based off of the prop bets, and you see Carolina over 27 and a half, over 27 and a half, over under 189 yards passing. Like, yeah, it's clear. There's not a lot of money coming in on the overs. Or there's not a lot, of, a lot of money coming in on Carolina being successful uh, offensively. What do you think about the prop of Bryce to throw an interception at negative 145? To throw one interception or he over has to one? to throw an interception. I mean, it's a good bet. Rookie QB, good enough defense, especially if he's going to be throwing. Like, th- this could be something where both of those hit. Maybe he does throw for 200 yards, but also throws for an interception. And then that actually contributes, right? Because you're talking about an interception, setting up New Orleans offensively. You're playing from behind. It means you got to catch up. Yeah. I think both of those could be in play. Okay. All right. Let's go to the why. Why will Frank Reich outcoach Dennis Allen tonight? It's one of the bigger advantages that Carolina has. Dennis Allen's overall win-loss record as a head coach, it's horrible. Frank Reich, he got fired last year. But he also overall has a winning record in his five seasons with the Indianapolis Colts. We know the QB being changed every single season. Why will Frank Reich outcoach Dennis Allen tonight, Wes? Or do you believe that he will outcoach him? Uh, I will go by the fact of the reason why I would think if he is to outcoach him is that he learned enough from the first game that he has a real feel for his personnel and what they can do and what they can't do. And so I think that he can come out tonight and craft a game plan to make Bryce Young successful, get him going early, get him in a rhythm, because he's going to need to calm those nerves to an extent. I feel like Bryce Young has played in so many big games throughout his entire life, but still, Monday Night Football, your first one, this is a different animal when you know all eyes are on you. Everybody wants to see what you are going to do. You're the reason Carolina's on Monday Night Football in the first place, so a good game plan to get him going early, get him in a rhythm, and then if you get Bryce Young in a rhythm, who knows where the game could go from there. And so I think if he does outcoach Dennis Allen tonight, it's because he's crafted a really good game plan to get Bryce Young in a rhythm where Bryce Young doesn't make mistakes and he comes out and has a really efficient game. He comes out and puts up the requisite numbers for his team to be able to win or at least compete in this game all the way to the end. Yeah, I wonder, okay, we, we saw some creativity in week one, but still a lot of run, right? I wonder if you just open it all up, you know, here at home, in yeah, prime I time. I think you have to at this point, it, man. Just, just let it go. Yeah, just, just let all of the crazy plays. You know, Detroit's bringing out flea flickers. Will Carolina bring out a flea flicker in week two? Do we just have the wild plays tonight? And not only that, I, I think that there's a chance that that can happen because you see that maybe you have receivers that can't necessarily win their matchups on a consistent enough basis to where you feel like, okay, mm-hmm. to get this offense really moving – and to really get this defense off balance, I need to do a couple of things to get guys open and to get the defense off balance. All right, we got a lot of good text as far as the fast food flexes. What are the best <laughs> fast food flexes in the game? So some of the ones I have here, Heartstopper Harley just writing in that Culver's has the best ice cream or frozen custard. It's just the food that they produce is the flex. But here's what Culver's I'm looking good. for as well. 704 said, fast food flex, back when Sonic had all servers on roller skates or blades. Yeah. Strong flex from Sonic. Yeah. My food would have been in somebody's uh, car on them if I would have done it. I would go with for a good fast food flex. I saw somebody put Chick-fil-A being able to mow down 35 cars in a matter yeah. of minutes. But from a food perspective, though, man, I'm going to keep it simple. I would go with five guys just giving you all those fries in the bag. It's, it's, it's too many. 
but you're going to eat every single one of them. I like the Chick-fil-A South Boulevard edition where the line goes out into the high, out into the street. That's good. 704, my pleasure. Chick-fil-A, boom. Enough said. Finally, the last one is Coach Jeff saying, cookout giving you a straw that's the size of a two-inch PVC pipe and a spoon because <laughs> the regular straw just Did you agree cut. with the, the Five Guys Fry thing? Because I can mow down a whole bag of uh, five guys fries. I don't care how many they put in there. I'm eating them all. Yeah, it's just like it's just like chips and salsa. The more you put in front of my face, <laughs> the more I'm just going to continue to put down. Yeah. Okay, that'll do it for the fast food flex. At least for now, we can go back to it in just a moment. Fitty's favorites from the football weekend. We're bringing it back. That's coming on the other side of the break. It's Sports Radio 92.7. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wes and Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Wes, if you look at the text line and we're asking the confidence level, how are you feeling about tonight? We are getting, I think, a lot more negative text than we are getting positive. People are not high on what Carolina can do. And I understand it. It did not look good in week one. The offense was, the offense specifically, I mean, defensively, yeah, they allowed quite a bit of rushing yards. They they allowed Bijan Robinson, who looks fantastic, by the way, especially in this week two performance. We know Atlanta is going to be a good running football team, but nobody is high on the Carolina Panthers, really. Like we got some, yeah, go Bryce. He's going to go off and stuff like that. But for the most part, there's not a whole lot of uh, fantastic feelings. Out yeah. There. And I mean, I think because like I said, offensively, how did it look? And I think that's the issue of Carolina comes out, loses to Atlanta in a shootout. They put up 25, 30, 35 points. I think the fans are more excited because, because, the era of football that we're in, it's so offensive that I think fans that when you're not giving them that explosiveness, when you're not giving them the points, when you're not giving them that excitement, fans would rather see a great offensive team than a great defensive team with limited offense any day of the week. I feel like in this era, there are going to be some outliers of fans who love the defensive football. I'm not one of them to be frank, (laughs) but uh, I think that's why I think because offensively it just didn't look good. You're talking about 145 yards passing. Like I said uh, last week is that, the Cam Newton, when they lost to Arizona, but he throws for 400, people are still excited and buzzing because they're like, wow, did you see what the offense did? Do you see the potential that they have? But when you come out and throw for 140 yards, people are just like, eh. and it's not that exciting. And you're just like, okay, is this what we're going to get running and conservative passing of the football? And I think that's why the fans aren't as excited. So I think tonight, like I said, got to get some deep balls going. Got to be aggressive to get the fans kind of into it a little bit juiced up because I think that right now, based off what the fans saw that Sunday against Atlanta, they're just not feeling it. 
So you said this is a, an offensive era of football. I hope that they it is not offensive tonight, <laughs> the way that they play. You will hope so, no doubt about it. All right, Fitty. Time now for your favorites. We're bringing back the Fitty favorites. The football, Ooh, I guess, centric you topics. You got to kill it when you do this, man. Yeah, college football, NFL, it doesn't matter. Fitty's favorite things he saw from the football weekend. All right. So we're kind of pressed for time, so I'll put my first two in one. Uh, Justin Fields may not have looked good, but my God, those helmets look good. Those are sick jerseys. They don't need to be permanent. They need to wear them once or twice a week, but those things a are A year, I think, beautiful. is what you mean, yeah. right? <laughs> but now for New England, the Pat the Patriot uniform. Look, New England, they're playing like they played back in the 70s and the 80s. They're not a very good football team right now. If I got to watch Mac Jones look below average and I got to look Bill Belichick look dazed and confused on the sidelines, disinterested, do so in those uniforms because on Sunday night football, under the bright lights, that light that uh, that lighthouse there at Gillette Stadium, those those puppies were beautiful and in, <laughs> as someone that I get to see them in that in in that era, Really enjoyed that. So we see in teams are rolling out alternate looks or they're bringing back their throwbacks. You saw it in week two, and I, for one, enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, too. I love the orange on the Bears. I thought that was really great. And then the Pat the Patriot, to me, those are always going to be dope. As I was watching the game, I was almost about to get a Brady uh, that was in that style, that, that old red throwback from back in the day because that's when I was a kid and the Patriots were awful. Well, God, they were awful, but they did go to hmm. one Super Bowl in those uniforms uh, with Irvin Fryer and those guys, man, way back in the day. But Pat the Patriot, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and they, and they also, they were the team that the 85 Bears beat. And so you you have some, but yes. you're right. right. They got the, the, slaughterhouse. Those jerseys were, I agree, very good. I also think the Pats are going to be fine, by the way, just because you think the Patriots aren't a good football yeah, team. Yeah, Mac Jones is playing better under yeah. Bill O'Brien. I actually don't think Y'all he's playing. Y'all watched the game last night? We did, sure did. but I mean, yeah. Y'all watched Miami for real. Than I? <laughs> yes, I actually watched them with one eye closed. That's why I thought they were playing so well. Let's move on. What's another thing you like from this weekend, Fitty? Did you guys make it to 2.30 in the morning on Saturday night watching Shador Sanders lead Colorado on a come-from-behind win against uh, Jade Norvell and the, the fighting Colorado State Rams? I, I did not watch it, but I know that it was fantastic to see back and go back and look at the highlights, Shador Sanders and Colorado. They get it done. What was an exciting game? I tried. I made it all the way to around the end of the third quarter, man, and then I just couldn't fight the good fight anymore. I said, I'm just going to have to watch these highlights on a college game day the next day. But it was a spectacle, Lil Wayne leading them out of the tunnel, <laughs> the rock on the sidelines. Then the rock for my WWE heads came uh, out there came on SmackDown because everything was right there and convenient in Denver. So he came out on SmackDown. It was off the chain. So, yeah, it was a spectacle in Boulder. This is the hottest team in sports, regardless of what sport it is. It is lit in Boulder. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Travis Hunter, after taking that cheap shot from the defensive back for Colorado State, Travis Hunter going to be out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think three weeks is what we're looking at for what is one of the best college football players. That's real unfortunate. But Shador deserves to be on this list. And you had one more, Fiddy. Tell us before we go to break. Uh Oh, <laughs> Nate McCollum. Got to make it local. Got to got to shout okay. out. He he may have been the best wide receiver in college football over the weekend. Fifteen catches, a buck sixty-five, caught every pass that virtually Drake May threw his way. So still no Tez Walker, 
Um, we had to find someone outside of Kobe Pesor to step up and catch the football. Nate McCollum did that. Real quick, the bagel guy brings up the Falcons throwbacks. Mm-hmm. Am I being a hater? I don't like them. I actually think those are some pretty clean helmets when they have the red. The helmet. helmet's and cool. Yeah. The, the jersey, I think that's... It's bland. If, if we can separate them, I think the Falcons with that red and then that old school Falcon, I kind of like those helmets. I think they're pretty clean. But the jersey, you're right. I don't know if that does it a lot for me. I think the Falcons throwbacks are pretty dope. The Falcons have always had really good uniforms to me, though. All right. That'll do it for Fitty's favorites, an abbreviated version. With us moving on, mm. I do like how Fitty was able to set it up for the campus corner, though. Are we worried about Drake May at all after throwing a couple of interceptions? And how much did you enjoy that spectacle that happened with the Colorado uh, victory once again this weekend? They're getting up. um, They're getting a lot of victories. I can't even talk, (laughs) but they're getting quite a bit of victories here under Deion Sanders. We'll get to that in just a moment. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.